theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. to your favorite episode of Life Out of the Box. This is your favorite episode, not wow. your favorite podcast. This is your favorite episode of all time. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? <laughs> we shall. Today we are talking about uh, jobs in the metaverse. I mean, this is a crazy concept, but the reason why this is a hot topic right now is because our good old friend Mark Zuckerberg made a quote that alluded to a lot of people's work in the future will be in the metaverse, in the virtual reality world, in decentralized virtual worlds. And I was surprised that he said it. But then I was reading the comments from it, and a lot of people were saying, well, it actually makes a lot of sense. If you look back maybe like 20 years ago, people didn't even think about what the internet was and how many jobs are literally online only. And some of the best paying jobs are fully online. If you go, when you're thinking about, if you're graduating uh, college with undergrad, what is the top businesses that people want to go for? They want to go work for Google, get some free food, get their laundry taken care of. They want to work for Facebook. They want to go to Silicon Valley and have everything taken care of and get paid good amount of money. We're talking massive six figures. And those were jobs that couldn't be imagined. Now you take it into today's world of what are the future jobs going to be? And I think we're starting to look at the virtual space and how there's going to be positions for creating money in those virtual spaces. And we talked about how you could buy land, you can create your own casino there. So you can technically, no questions asked, create a business in the virtual land right now. When we were exploring it, we also saw a lot of people who just purchased land to advertise you know hey pay here you can advertise your business here video games games online big thing out there as well but i also think that there's going to be so much more so i want your thoughts on this and then i'm gonna let it go because i have a lot (laughs) yeah well i'm excited to hear your thoughts as well i think that this makes sense so intuitively now more than ever right i mean think about who has job who has job security in the pandemic who had job security? It mm. wasn't construction workers. It wasn't people working in a restaurant. It wasn't people working physically in a in a hotel or anything. Yeah. Job security was found in people who could work online, online. only, remotely, sure. no matter what, right? So obviously, of course, that's going to be the way forward into the future. If mm-hmm. you have the ability to actually work online creatively and an AI can't take your position, then yeah, you got pretty good. I mean, job security is... A farce in itself right like what is security in your job in in general but in terms of where jobs are going it's obvious that it's going digital i mean mm. especially when you think about i mean the pandemic really accelerated what we do online we're yeah. all digital we have to be digital we can't be physical right now of course we miss that and all of that stuff and some people are being physical and that's fine but who knows what the future holds i mean when you think about how many things have you purchased how many, what percentage of them were online and how, what percentage were they physical? I mm. mean, I would say that 
well, actually, consumer reports do show that it's overwhelmingly online. Obviously, there are grocery stores and certain things, certain categories mm-hmm. where it's physical. But in general, in Depends the United on States, where you're, yeah, United States, in the sure. United States, right now, right. But we, you're still buying physical items that get delivered to you, right? But you're using an online platform to do so, and mm-hmm. you don't need a person to check you out. You don't need a cashier, right? You just like right. you obviously start seeing some of these things, and and obviously in um, like factory settings not just factory settings, people have been saying that the replacement of humans, human jobs are going to be replaced by robots and computers for a very long time. This has been something that obviously people have been predicting for way before the pandemic, right? Which is still going to be an inevitable future. But in terms of like what we're talking about is we're talking about the metaverse. We're talking about Decentraland. Like John and I just went in and explored it the other day and there's still a long way to go. But what jobs are going to be there? Are they going to be jobs? I'm very curious about like, because we've been talking about even like UBI, universal basic income, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that people seem to, I don't know, have a bunch of opinions about. Yeah. But if you're on u- universal basic income and that's paying your rent and whatnot, would that allow people to actually take more risk in terms of being more entrepreneurial as opposed to having a job? Hmm. If you own a plot of land and like you said, I mean, the billboard on the on the highway, um, how effective is that going to be versus a, a billboard in the um, metaverse that people are constantly looking at as well for advertisement, right? Yeah. So a lot of things can be replicated, but then it's like you also have to consider, well, is it a job or is it someone something that like someone owns and is actually making money on like residual income hmm. as well? So I think that in terms of where the jobs are going to go in Decentraland, it, it totally makes sense. And it makes sense that Mark Zuckerberg would be one of those people who says, yeah, that's definitely going to be the way of the future because Facebook has been responsible for a lot of small businesses not having to shut down because they have Facebook to be able to connect with their customers still. Yeah. So what happens in a world where, yeah, a physical world is shut down? Well, think about how many people make transactions only on Facebook. And I'm not only talking about Facebook Marketplace, which is kind of similar to like Craigslist, I'm also talking about online stores that are just basically built on Facebook or rather than having a, a, a website. When we were in Nicaragua, they were more likely to have a Facebook page yeah. uh, for their hostel than they were to have a website for their hostel. It was, it, there's zero fees with having a Facebook page, whereas, and it's, it's very easy to create one. And then you get people to like, and then you post things, and now you're interacting with your customers and they can share it, et cetera. Just expand that idea to a virtual space. And I do think Mark Zuckerberg kind of had this type of vision earlier than many when he invested into Oculus Rift, which is the virtual reality headset. And I do think that we're going to be interacting with each other all around the world with zero friction borders. And we're just going to be putting on the headset or just playing on our computers. We'll be playing games with other people. We're already doing FaceTime. Like now that's such a normal thing. Unfortunately, I think it gets us more comfortable not having to see the people in physical person in the physical world, because I do feel like that sense of satisfaction when I get to FaceTime an individual, very similar to if I actually see them in person, there's so much that can be done there. Mm. And I think it's going to become more and more of a thing. And now you expand that further, like you and I. We went to a museum yesterday. We were in the same house, like literally looking at each other face to face. But we were staring at the computer, going through different museums, waving, blowing kisses, checking out things. Expand that further. Now we could work together. And now you can see some of these games where you're actually rewarded 
and paid for playing the games by growing. I don't know. I don't even want to get into like some of the details of them because they sound ridiculous. But you can grow and breed NFTs, and then it's a new one, and then all of a sudden you can sell it on the open marketplace, and you can make money off of it. Yeah. Very interesting development, and I can't wait to see how it develops further. Yeah, me too. It will be really interesting because I think that it will be unconventional. It will be jobs that, like you said, ten years ago, no one could have seen Uber existing, or maybe it was more than 10 years ago, 20 years ago, let's say Mm. that, Uber existing, and then actually being like one of the number one ways that people actually get their food delivered, Mm. and they don't ever have to touch anything or go anywhere, right? It's not even, it goes beyond just like disrupting the taxi cab industry. And so you think about, yeah, I mean, there are people who breed cats and breed animals and all that stuff in the the real world. Why wouldn't that actually exist in the the virtual world? It's just genetic code. It's just genetic code, <laughs> which is basically what is. we all are anyways. But yeah. I, I would say what's, I am intrigued as to what type of jobs will come out. And it will be, I don't know if jobs is the right word, but it will be ways of making money. Well, let, let's start with the ones that are currently available, that people are making money in the virtual world. And the first one we've talked about a lot is artists, digital artists. Only until non-fungible, prior to non-fungible tokens, if you created digital art on Photoshop or whatever, you could sell like the printed copy of it, but the actual digital file, people could just copy, paste it, make multiple replicas of it, and there was no sense of ownership of it. There wasn't something attached to it that prevented it from spreading like wildfire. Yeah. And so now that you can have ownership of it, you can say this is how many were made, and it can be traced back to its original creator now people are making millions of dollars through being digital artists and it's shifting a lot of people who are artists in the physical world to to think okay maybe the bigger opportunity for me long term is to not focus on paint clay uh real you know charcoal and all that but why don't i really hone my skills with software like adobe photoshop and really get these pieces to be one of a kind, unique. Maybe they move, maybe they have audio behind them. However you want to piece it together and then create a community and then launch a non-fungible token collection and allow the market to promote it. And therefore you as an artist get your name and you could be a very successful living artist today in the digital world. That's happening right now. I mean, I actually have an online friend who's doing it and it's tripping me out how much money he's making from making these, honestly, these pixelated images of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think that one of the huge things in Decentraland, obviously, it already is, is going to be digital assets. And it's going to transform the way that we view digital ownership. Right now, when we think about digital ownership, we don't think about like, I mean, I I know that people even still want to get the free PDF version of a book right you don't want to actually pay for it right and you don't really care if you own it because once you read it it's done whatever i don't care right Mm -hmm. but i do think that this the idea the concept of digital assets online is Mm -hmm. going to transform the way we see everything like what is your website what is your twitter profile what is this i mean jack dorsey's first tweet was sold and is now owned by someone who purchased it for a lot of money and so to me i do think that um, digital ownership and how you actually make residuals off of that. It's yeah. going to be a huge, huge transformational thing for a lot that, of people. That's a good point. How you make the residuals off of that. So what is the underlying contract with that piece? Yeah. So 
there's you could say that well i could be a photographer and i'm creating a digital file that i can sell online of my photo but basically what you're doing is you're giving other people the right to use your file or your video or your music yeah but take it further what if you could sell someone the ownership of that photo that they can now sell royalty fees on it or they could create something completely new and build upon it and there's so many ways that these contracts can go what if jay-z makes a song you can buy the song and then you have full ownership of it jay-z gets nothing like there's so many ways that it could develop into something completely different yeah and that's just starting out in the digital world i think that there's a long way to go with it um, especially with like virtual museums and so on, like virtual clubs, like what's going to happen next? I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's we're just at the tipping point. The other position that I want to talk about, we saw together when we entered Sotheby's in Decentraland. And right when you entered on the right-hand side, it said something like, it was a little, like a little advertisement. And it was basically the company that was hired to create the building structure that Sotheby's is built upon their virtual land to make it look like this old mansion in downtown London. Mm -hmm. And that company did an incredible job of hitting it on brand with what Sotheby's is and what they represent. And I was very impressed with it. That's a company that I, I don't know the name. I know all of our listeners don't know what that name is, honestly. It's so niche. It sounds like something that only a few people would know about. But it doesn't sound that crazy to think that in the future, you're going to have so many companies that you know. Like I can think of many domain companies where you can buy the domain name and then build the website on it. You can do it with GoDaddy. You can do it with Square. You can do it with Wix. I could probably name like six or seven. You can yeah. do it with apps. I could think of a few companies you could do it with, with app, mobile applications. But you, I can't even name a single one in the virtual reality space that are basically architecture companies Mm -hmm. that are building virtual structures for people to enjoy and interact with here we go i mean this is not like a video game developing company this is a we're literally building structures for this platform for people to interact with on a decentralized platform yeah it's super fascinating i'm glad that you brought this one up because i actually had a really interesting conversation with um, a woman who works for um, Polkadot, which is another blockchain, and they're doing lots of different development, and they're very much focused. Uh, there's a, a part of the company that is focusing on NFTs and, you know, really kind of making the virtual space like Decentraland as interoperable as possible. And mm. one of the things that she she wrote a paper that I read, um, and we actually had a great conversation. I was actually able to ask her some questions where she said her background is she's an architect. She's, she graduated with a degree in architecture. She is an architect, but she ended up in this blockchain space for lots, lots of different reasons and working with Polkadot specifically. And what she said that she was finding in, in her research was so fascinating is architecture companies or individual architects, like, you know, people who just graduated from graduate school or even undergrad, you know, they're, they're, they graduated in a time where the pandemic happened. So no one was building anything. There's no money to build stuff right now physically. Mm. So they got introduced to the digital space. They got introduced to crypto voxels or to Decentraland. And what was really interesting is that she was saying, you know, the biggest passion behind this next generation of architects and even currently right now too, is trying to make structures that are as eco-friendly as possible, Mm. that are actually more efficient, that are using biomimicry, which is basically mimicking things that we see in nature that are more efficient than what we have currently 
uh, created as humans. Mm. And so how, but in order to take a chance on someone new, it's really difficult to put a whole bunch of money behind it, especially when no one really wants to put the money behind something new right now in the current state of the world, like mm. a building or a bridge or whatever. So they're actually going into Decentraland and CryptoVoxels and they're building it themselves. And they're building it based on actual physical limitations and whatnot. But then they're also kind of erasing that as well, just to kind of experiment to see where their imagination can go. And what they're, see- they're seeing is they're-, they're building these amazing prototypes that actually could work in the real world if they wanted to. But what's amazing is that the virtual land, like Decentraland, has actually allowed them to expand their own imagination of what could I build? And I definitely mm. think that creativity is going to be necessary and needed in, in the virtual space for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's interesting to me that that's kind of where they went in terms of, and, and then they're getting hired on by other companies to actually build structures for them too, because mm. the same well, not the exact same program, but if you've learned CAD, for example, is one program that you would have to understand as an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's h- how big of a leap is it to understand this new software in which that you have to build? Yeah. And it's pretty similar. And so they, they can kind of basically, okay, yeah, I'll take a couple months to really learn this and then I'll just start designing. And then all of a sudden, boom, I've got a portfolio of three things that I built. Here's the portfolio. Do you want to hire me? Boom. That's mm. a whole job that just didn't exist three years ago. That's interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, it is thought provoking because you're, you're, you don't have as many limitations as you would have in the physical world and the regulations you have to deal with. This, yeah. There's like nothing. The resources are lim, limitless, yeah. really. And so that's a very exciting idea. The amount you can learn in that short period of time to bring and translate to physical world could be really quick too. Really fast. So the last job, well, if you have any other jobs that you think can be created in this virtual space, I'd like to hear about them. One that I keep on thinking about is events, live events. They're going to be something that I believe will be more prominent in the virtual world where we're going to see hundreds, thousands of people gathering together to enjoy a virtual concert, to Mm -hmm. enjoy... Some, I mean, it could be like a big Spartan race, like a beta breakers race. And you're playing against other people running around all together and laughing and joking and having fun. There's going to be so many different types of events that I think will come together in the future. And what do you need when it comes to events? You need an event planner. You need a team of individuals to piece this all together. Yeah. And I do think that's going to be something that in the future, in the virtual space with events, especially if it's a large event, there comes sponsorship. You're going to have to get people who are salespeople and you're literally selling thing. You're, you're selling virtual advertisements to get yeah. people to want to buy something. And this is your target market. Like just take everything in the physical, see it in the virtual question of when this will become more prominent, when it will become something that's almost normal. I don't know, yeah. but I think it's probably going to be sooner than later one, because in the current environment, we're all working from home more than we ever have. And two, when it comes to the virtual world, there's no limitations on speed. It's just the time invested into it. You don't have to worry about regulations or, or checking with others or collecting the resources. It really can just be made as fast as you can make it with your own capabilities. Yeah. Here we go. I'm excited for the future. Hit the gas. Let's go. Can you think of any other jobs well it will be really interesting i do think that i mean just in the form of digital assets beyond artists i do think that you know like filmmakers Mm. um i think entrepreneurs even i think about um 
the idea of Kickstarter, which yeah. is basically a crowdfunding pro uh, mm-hmm. platform where you could say, I have this idea and um, I'll give you this, this, this or that if you fund me and mm. I'm trying to get to this goal. Well, you could do that with a film with, with yeah. someone who wants to actually like share the ownership of that film and people can actually own it and then get a residual every time mm. it gets played somewhere in anywhere. Virtual clothing too. Virtual clothing is another one. I would yeah. say, you know, there's going to be a lot of really interesting new ideas that come up and i think that's something i'm most excited about is i think that because there is no red tape there is no limitation in terms of what you can imagine it's really exciting to think about the creativity that can really be fostered in a free market environment like this well said so So, looking forward to seeing what the future holds we'll see and we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow we'll talk to you then bye